Hi everyone, I'm Tamford Nasir, and this is Leadership Biz Cafe, a podcast that explores some of the challenges and opportunities leaders face in today's increasingly complex, fast-paced, and interconnected global market. Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tamford Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that provides both virtual and in-person leadership keynotes, corporate trainings, and consulting services that will help you to improve the way you lead. To learn more about our services and what some of our clients have had to say about our work, visit our company's website at tanvirnasir.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out my award-winning internationally acclaimed leadership blog as well. And with that, I think it's time for me to brew up another Leadership Espresso Shot. One of my favorite stories from the time of NASA's Apollo space missions is about a group of visitors touring mission control. As they were walking down one of the building's hallways, they spotted a man in a lab coat walking in the opposite direction, and as they neared him, they asked him what he did at NASA. The man looked at the visitors and replied matter-of-factly, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. Of course, what makes this NASA employee's response so noteworthy is the fact that he wasn't one of the engineers or scientists involved in designing the rockets or overseeing the lunar missions. Instead, he was the building's janitor. I share this story in some of my leadership keynotes and corporate training events, and it's been on my mind lately in light of the ongoing debate to rethink how we understand the nature of work and how teams can operate in a more decentralized and fluid work environment. Well, there's certainly a lot to unpack and address around the current remote work debate. For this Leadership Espresso Shot, I'd like to focus on one specific issue that's getting lost in these discussions over how and where employees work. Namely, how this story of the NASA janitor reveals both the possibility and opportunity for us to use our leadership to create that kind of environment where our employees feel valued where they know that the work and contributions they make matter because it's tied to the larger purpose that defines our collective efforts. Every time I've shared this story with clients and conference attendees, I see in their faces that look of understanding and hope that they too might be able to inspire all of their employees, regardless of the role they play in their organization, to feel that sense of connection and value to the shared purpose that defines why they do what they do. Of course, there are numerous studies out there that have revealed the ease by which we can create that kind of sentiment within our workforce. For example, in a study I collaborated on with Phillips North America around employee engagement and workplace attitudes, one of the more intriguing findings was the fact that more than 50% of the respondents said they'd gladly take a pay cut in order to do meaningful work. What this reveals is that People want to know that what they do matters, that it makes a difference and creates value. Unfortunately, much of the attention right now is centered on a tug of war between leaders and their employees over what the future of work will be. And what's often missing from these debates is an honest examination of what's required now and going forward to inspire employees to not just stay but commit their best efforts to our long-term goals of how do we create the kinds of conditions that would promote and empower a sense of shared ownership as this janitor working at NASA clearly had. There's no question we're living through a period of unprecedented uncertainty and change, 
But this reality doesn't give us permission to disregard this responsibility in our leadership. I mean, let's be honest here. The easiest thing to do is to claim it's unrealistic to create opportunities for all our employees to feel valued, to know that the work they do matters, and create a sense of meaning and purpose for them as much as it does for our organization. When we make such claims, it absolves us of our responsibility to do more than simply focus on what we care about, if not also reinforcing attitudes that we do things this way because that's the way it's always been done. An attitude that not only leads to complacency, but mediocrity and eventual obsolescence. However, the simple truth is that leadership is not about accepting mediocrity as the status quo, as the way things have to be. After all, if we consider any of those leaders, either from the past or in our present day, who we admire and continue to hold up as the gold standard of what it means to be a successful leader, in every case, you will find leaders who refuse to be defined by their circumstances. Indeed, successful leaders understand that we're not just defined by how we overcome adversity, we're also defined by how we help others to thrive in spite of those circumstances. That we don't settle for a mediocre or unsatisfactory status quo because it's the path of least resistance. Rather, we encourage and empower those around us to believe in their potential to challenge our present in the hopes that, collectively, we can transform today's reality into a better and brighter future. In many of my leadership keynotes and workshops, I remind the leaders in attendance that it's our responsibility to ensure our employees are a part of something that's bigger than themselves. That their employees know they're part of a grander vision to make things better than they are today, because this is what ignites that internal drive in each of us to fully commit ourselves to the journey we're about to undertake. And to be clear, this doesn't have to be glamorous or exciting work for us to enable our employees to bring their best efforts to our collective purpose. In fact, one study looking at the work attitudes of hospital cleaners found that one-third of these employees viewed the work they did as a calling because they felt that sense of connectedness and belonging both to the work they do and to the people around them. Like the NASA janitor, these hospital cleaners worked for leaders who were able to help them see the connection between their individual efforts and the larger purpose that defines the raison d'etre of the facility. What's more, neuroscience studies have shown that when we're involved in a long-term collective effort, our brain creates this internal map of we that transforms how we view the work we do into something bigger and more meaningful and which even becomes connected to our own sense of identity. And this is exactly what we see in the story of the NASA janitor. Although most of us would not consider his individual contributions as being vital to the Apollo space program's successes, this janitor had nonetheless transformed in his mind how he viewed and understood his efforts so that he could see them in the context of that larger vision that encompassed every employee in the organization. Is this something that's hard to do? Absolutely, but as I discussed in my previous Leadership Espresso shot, that's the nature of leadership. It's not meant to be easy because you're taking on the responsibility of committing your best efforts towards transforming the hopes and dreams of those you lead into your collective reality. At the end of our lives, 
we won't be looking back at our years in the workforce to admire the size of our bank account. Rather, our true legacy will be whether our lives mattered, that we made a difference with the time we had, and that we helped to make things better than they were before. Every leader we hold in high regard has appreciated the importance of helping others to satisfy this fundamental drive in our collective existence, which is why so many of us continue to honor and value the lessons found in their leadership. Each of them proved to us that it is, in fact, possible to use our leadership to make things better than they are today, that we empower and inspire those under our care to not settle, but to aim for better, to dare to dream of not only a brighter future, but of a better today. So, are most leaders doing this? Well, we all know for a fact they're not both in terms of our own personal experiences and also more recently from the large numbers of employees quitting their current jobs or planning on quitting their jobs. Not to mention the difficulties many companies are currently struggling with of trying to find and retain employees who are critical to their organization's ability to succeed in the months and years ahead. The truth is people don't follow or support those who accept mediocrity or even settling for good enough as our reality. We're not inspired to bring our best to the table by those who lack the imagination and drive to encourage us to challenge and question what's possible, of what we could really achieve through our collective efforts, not to mention how we go about achieving our goals. That's why I continue to share this story of the NASA janitor with the leaders I work with, so I can help them understand that the potential and opportunity is there for us to create through our leadership a workplace environment where our employees feel valued, that we help our employees derive a sense of meaning and purpose in the contributions they make because they understand the connection between what matters to our organization and what matters to them, and that that reality matters far more than worrying about where or when your employees get their work done. So, As you ponder what the new way of work will look like in your organization in the months and years ahead, I hope you'll remember this story of the NASA janitor to inspire you to understand what matters to those you've not only made the commitment to lead, but to empower so that they can create their life's work. And that brings us to the end of another Leadership Espresso Shot. Over the last few weeks, I've had a few listeners leave comments on my leadership blog or sending me messages on social media to share their appreciation for the insights and ideas I've been sharing through my podcast. I've even had one listener tell me that one episode gave them a better understanding of what they needed to communicate to a new team they were now leading. So I hope this Leadership Espresso Shot has also given you some food for thought around this whole remote work debate. By the way, I'm also working on a piece that addresses another issue missing from these remote work discussions that also requires more attention than it's getting. I'll be publishing that on my award-winning leadership blog at tanvirnasir.com, so I'd like to encourage you to keep an eye out for that. Now, if some of the ideas I've been sharing here on my podcast have been resonating with you and you'd like for me to share it with your organization, I'd like to invite you to first check out my speaking page on our company's website, at tavinasir.com to get an idea of the topics I address and then reach out to me by filling out the contact form so we can chat about how I can share these insights 
either through a keynote or corporate training event. In the meantime, I'd like to encourage you to share this or other episodes of my podcast with your colleagues and employees. The easiest way to do this is to simply share a link to my show's podcast page at tamfitnessyear.com slash LBC. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review my leadership podcast on your preferred podcast platform to help support our podcast and encourage others to check us out. And with that, I'm Tamvin Asir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe.